Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to the show. I'm Sean Kreitz. Joined in studio with two lovely guests that I haven't personally had on the show. First, we got my trusty sidekick. She's the brains of the operation. Alex, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for thanks for thinking of all the questions for me. <laughs> we have Evan. Evan, welcome to the show. We have waypoints on the show. I guess I should clarify that as well. Uh, Elv- Evan, uh, thanks for taking the time today and joining the program. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Janine, to your left Janine thank you so much uh, you're also with Waypoints for taking the time today yeah thanks for having us alright Evan love to get to know everyone born and raised did you move here how'd you end up in the RMWB uh, yeah I was uh, born and raised here actually uh, you graduated from Father Mercury uh, many many years ago oh. uh, I spent a few years in uh, in BC over in Kelowna but ended up kind of moving back to the hometown and uh, yeah ended up at Waypoints just a, a couple weeks ago as the new uh, community and corporate relations manager very cool. Always love to see a gem of a born and raised person. <laughs> We're pretty <laughs> rare. <laughs> speak on the region. It's very cool. Janine, yourself, uh, born and raised, do you move here? I was actually born in Fort McMurray, which Ooh. surprises a lot of people. Yeah, my parents worked out here in the 80s, um, but I am a Cape Breton girl, so I was actually raised in Cape Breton. Yeah, moved back out here in 2018 with my family um, and my partner who works in the oil field, and have worked with Waypoints for going on five years now. Oh, very cool. Alex? Cape Breton, you're giving a little cheer over there. <laughs> My grandparents are from Cape Breton. Uh, yeah. I was born in Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Look at us. Who would have thought it? Not me. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Uh, how would you describe Waypoints if someone's kind of heard the term but doesn't really know? Yeah, Waypoints is very much an umbrella organization, which means that we have a variety um, of programs and services under one roof. So we have one executive director, um, but we have our shelter. We have our second stage shelter for women who have successfully left um, domestic violence situations. Um, so those are 13 units where um, women and their children are able to stay for up to two years. Um, and we do have um, financial supports available to them as well. We have our sexual assault healing center. We have our child and youth advocacy center. We have an outreach team and we have an opportunities for change program um, where folks who have um, done acts of violence are able to be mandated through probation and get the help that they need. So a lot of those programs, um, such as the healing center, um, the child and youth advocacy center, the shelter obviously, would typically be standalone services um, and are in other parts of of Alberta, but we're all under one roof here, um, which is really great. It is It allows us to be able to um, be more stable financially, mm-hmm. obviously, um, and really work together and provide wraparound s- supports for the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna ask, so all those services that you just listed off, yeah. all available locally? All available locally, yeah, and a lot of us, um, such as the shelter, obviously, again, the Sexual Assault Healing Center and the Child and Youth Advocacy Center um, are the only services available in our region. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, just being an isolated northern community, yes. it's great that we have uh, your organization here, so yeah. thank you. We're very, very lucky for sure. <laughs> 
And one of the one of the reasons why you're here in the studio is about Sexual Violence Awareness Month. Yes. Can you tell us more about it? Why it's important to raise awareness? Yeah, so actually the government of Alberta committed to Sexual Violence Awareness Month across the province back in 2018 um, and to end sexual violence is the ultimate goal. Um, we're working very hard towards that. Um, so a lot of the sexual assault centers across the province, there is 15 of us right now in 38 communities in Alberta. Um, so we put on a host of events to try to raise public awareness, um, get the community involved, let folks know what we're all about, what services and supports we do, do provide, and really just know that we are there and we support survivors and that there is legitimate healing that can take place um, and that we're able to support that. Can you share some examples of just like the programs and services that Waypoints offers to support survivors of sexual violence? Yeah, of course. So again, we offer services through the RMWB. Um, we do have a sexual violence outreach coordinator. So she travels with our outreach team um, into our rural and remote communities. So she goes up to Fort Chip, um, Anzac, Conklin, John VA, um, and Fort Mackay, obviously, but we can cover anywhere, any community within the region. Um, we have two public educators, mainly they go into our schools, so the elementary schools um, and then the high schools and partner with Kiano as well, do a lot of public education. We have a host of programs um, from body autonomy through sexual exploitation and sexting. Um, there's a lot that we cover. Mm -hmm. We do have a specialized police and court support worker, so she works with folks who have decided to do um, reporting on sexual violence and then she works with them to provide emotional support through the criminal justice system. Um, we have a wide variety of social workers on our team um, and counselors, trauma counselors as well, to support folks who are coming into our counseling program. And we have a systems navigator. So that's just basically kind of a fancy word for our intake worker, but um, she takes all calls that come in through waypoints and then she manages our wait list. She checks in on folks doing care mm -hmm. calls when they're on the wait list, those types of things. So. Yeah, we have quite a few folks Gosh, in our program. You're just a wealth of knowledge With over there. With the yeah. wait list, like, do you know how long people are usually on that, or do you try to like get them in as quick as you can? Yeah, so for sure we have a triage process with our wait list. Within our sexual assault program right now, um, we're very lucky that um, our wait list is manageable. So we do, um, obviously with all of the services and supports that we have, we try to get folks in right away. Um, and at least if we're not able to start them with counseling, we're able to provide some other supports um, to get them set up and then get ready for counseling down the road. Awesome. I'm also curious about just comparing over previous years to this year yeah. of, of just are you seeing like an increase in your use of your programs a decrease is it kind of steady throughout the years yeah. is the demand there is it a problem I guess and so not really a demand but is it like a problem and we need more resources or yeah so just to give you a background um, our sexual assault center is part of the Association of Alberta sexual assault services um, and so there was actually a prevalence study that was done in 2020 which we determined through all of that research, which took over five years, um, that 1.8 million Albertans have experienced some form of sexual violence, whether oh. that's sexual abuse, um, sexual assault, um, sexual harassment. And so that actually equates to almost one in three Albertans. Oh. Yeah, and when we look at kiddos with rates of sexual abuse, it's actually less than one in two um, girls and almost one in four boys. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of folks, unfortunately, within our province who have experienced sexual violence, and there is 
a legitimate need. Um, so within our program alone, we just did our year-end reports, yeah. um, and we have had over an 11% increase in um, folks accessing our services, and we've had a 14% increase in kids wow. that have been accessing our services too. So with that said, we're still seeing a very small number of folks who have experienced sexual violence within our region. We're trying really hard to get out, especially into our rural communities. We see a lot of folks, obviously, in the hub of Fort McMurray, um, but trying really hard to get out into more of our rural communities because we need a huger reach there. We know there's a lot of folks that um, need healing and need to come forward if they're feeling like mm -hmm. it's time for them to do that. Um, so yeah, really trying to expand our services into our rural and remote communities and just let folks know that we're here when they're when they're ready. Mm -hmm. And then just the, maybe this is kind of just like teetering on that, but types of events and activities that Waypoints is offering yeah. uh, during the month. Yeah, so I'll say our big event, our fun event that's taking place, um, we're doing that on May 28th, and that's, we're calling it a family fun day. So it's from 1 to 3 p.m., and that's down by the SNI. Um, so we're obviously going to have a booth set up there with all of our program services information, our swag. We want folks to come out and meet our team um, so that we're recognizable, obviously. But we're going to have bouncy castles, um, trying to get families out bouncy castles, a foam pit. We're going to have Chase, um, the superhero. Um, so he's going to be there dressed as a superhero. We're going to have balloons and um, someone there doing balloon animals. Yeah, so we have a whole host of things that are happening down by the SNI and really hoping that folks will come out and have fun with their family, but also get to know us a little bit as well. Janine with Waypoints in studio here. We are just catching up on Sexual Violence Awareness Month. Going to take a break, but then we'll be right back. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back. Welcome to the show. I'm joined with Janine. She's in studio. She's with Waypoints. We're touching on Sexual Violence Awareness Month. Do you, are, have you noticed with uh, just your yearly reports and everything, any mm -hmm. trends that you're seeing within our region regarding sexual violence? Yeah. So the huge trend we're seeing right now is obviously the rise in kiddos coming forward um, regarding experiencing sexual abuse. Um, we're hoping that that's related to some of the education we're putting out and the need to report because if um, you do even suspect that a child is being abused in some way, um, there is a duty for everyone to report that to police um, and children's services. But we also have our Child and Youth Advocacy Center that has very recently opened up in the region. We're less than two years in operation. So Waypoints has been coordinating a lot with the RCMP, with Victim Services, with Children's Services, and at the Basket Tribal Council. And so all reports right now for kiddos and youth under the age of 18 are coming through the Child and Youth Advocacy Center. So um, if there's a report of physical abuse, um, sexual abuse, or neglect, we're having those kiddos come into our center, which is a very child-friendly environment. And so we're really working together as a collaborative team to be able to provide supports to that kiddo and to their family as well. So that I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing the increase in our in our services. Um, but also we work very closely with schools too, mm -hmm. and we put a lot of information out. This year especially, um, we've had a lot of collaboration within the Fort McMurray Public District School um, and within the Catholic School as well. Um, and so. Again, those partnerships are super important yeah. and having folks realize that we're here and be, being able to um, provide the support that's necessary to them, I think has been very critical. Mm. 
Any specific challenges or issues that are unique to a northern isolated community like uh, the RMWB? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, there's a few. I mean, I think that the community is absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, I come from Cape Breton. We do not have a lot of resources there. Yeah. I will say that. Um, but I think there's a there's a little bit of difficulty in terms of um, folks here not having a whole heck of a lot of family support. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of folks that live here um, can be transient or have moved away from different places through Canada, like the, like the East Coast. Um, and so there's a lot of folks that are in isolation, which yeah. I think is uh, is very unique to here. Um, and so sometimes that may mean that, mean that they require extra resources, for example, to get out of abusive situations or un unhealthy situations. Um, yeah, and we also have a lot of, um, not only just within Canada, but folks that have moved from other parts of the world too. So a lot of diversity in culture yeah. where there is different um, beliefs, different expectations, different um, levels of acceptability for things such as, you know, physical, like, well, I'll just use spanking, for example, yeah. maybe acceptable some places. Um, and then folks having to get used to the laws within Canada as well, too. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, again, throughout our program, we do have our systems navigator and folks can call waypoints at any time, even to get some general information. If they just have some questions and are wondering, um, you know, about different topics, then we're able to help as well, or at least point in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And then for anyone listening right now, community members, uh, how can they help prevent sexual violence and support survivors? Yeah. So one would be the reporting piece. If you're suspecting abuse to report to police, um, the other would be just to believe that's the number one thing um, is that I think a lot of times someone discloses what has happened to them and then there may not be a belief like, oh, well, did that really happen? Mm. I don't know. Um, I can tell you right now, if someone is disclosing that to you, chances are very, very high that it's happened. Um, and we're seeing through our research is that if they're not believed the first time, chances are they're shutting down mm -hmm. and then it's taking them an extremely long time, if ever, to disclose that again. Um, and not getting the proper help or support when you've experienced sexual violence can lead to a whole host um, of chronic health issues, mental health issues. We've even seen it related to addictions, homelessness. Um, so yeah, my number one um, ask for folks in the community would be to really believe and support. Um, and that doesn't mean you know that we have to, oh my goodness, this has happened to someone, I need to do A, B, and C. Really a lot of survivors just need someone who can listen to mm -hmm. them um, and who are there to support them. So whenever they're ready, um, you know, if they're they're asking you, okay, what should I do now? Or do you know of supports? That's great, but really just being um, someone who's steady in their life and who's able to just listen to them is a massive, massive help to folks who've experienced sexual violence. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you just speak to the role that the, we were kind of touching on, just education and awareness raising? What does that play in preventing sexual violence? I think it's key. It's absolutely key. Yeah, we've had a lot of conversations. Um, you know, it's not fun. It's not This interview isn't fun to talk about sexual violence. Um, you know, I'm sure listeners aren't super keen on um, sitting down and, you know, over yeah. their lunch break and hearing about this stuff. But it is very, very important. And because it does affect so many people, it's important to talk about it because a lot of folks just live in the silence, there's a lot of stigma, there's a lot of shame mm -hmm. um, that goes along with that. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of time this type of abuse is happening within family situations. Um, so it's very difficult to disclose, very difficult to break those types of patterns. But yeah, education is absolutely key. And we talk a lot about the importance of starting conversations with kiddos young, even just talking about 
the proper terms for body parts is huge. Um, just getting kids really comfortable with their bodies, knowing that they're able to talk to their parents. If you start conversations early, um, you know, it's amazing that there's no awkwardness that mm -hmm. com that comes from that. Um, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> my poor kids, I have a, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, and you know, we have conversations all the time. If they go over to someone's house, um, hey, how was that? What happened there? You mm -hmm. know, um, was there any fighting going on in the house? Was anyone arguing? No one, even down to, you know, no one, no one touched you anywhere that you didn't want to be touched. And I know that sounds really kind of ridiculous in the normal run of the mill, but it's not because I see this happen so often. Yeah. And my kids are used to these conversations. It's not, oh my goodness, my mom, you know, she's asking all these questions. It's just like, yeah, no mom, everything's cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, so the importance of having those conversations is huge. Um, we offer quite a host of presentations. Um, I'll go over some of them here in a minute that we're offering through Sexual Violence Awareness Month, but we also have teachers and educators reach out to us through the school districts. And if they're seeing trends, um, for example, you know, sexting, um, that's happening a lot right now within the high schools, unfortunately, <laughs> they will ask us, they will call, they will ask, hey, do you guys have a presentation regarding this? And if we don't, we will develop one. Yeah. That's part of what our educators, um, their role is, is okay, this is what the, the need is in the community. We need to start working towards this. Um, and then we have a presentation yeah. to send out. But So just to go over some things for Sexual Violence Awareness Month, if you check out our Facebook page, which is Waypoints WB, we have a host <laughs> of lunch and learns that we're doing um, from 12 until noon throughout the month. So we do have a presentation on victim blaming and bystanders. Um, we'll just kind of go over victim blaming um, and discuss what one can do if they actively witness sexual violence. Um, we have one on sexual abuse for recognizing the signs. We have one on self and peer exploitation for caregivers. Um, we have specialized police and court support, which I talked about. So um, Amanda is our specialized police and court support worker, and she's going to review the role and talk about what she can do to support folks who've experienced sexual violence during that presentation. Um, and we have a presentation on creating accepting communities. So that was when actually one of our rural schools reached out, um, and they were experiencing some different things in terms of bullying and name calling and that within the school. So we um, developed this about diversity and inclusion to create more of a safe environment, obviously. So we talk about bullying, diverse identi identities, stereotypes, the power of language, and we talk about empathy as well, um, which is super important. At Waypoints, we also believe in safer spaces, um, being very accepting of folks of all genders. Um, we do a lot of work in terms of decolonization, anti-racism work, um, and we're very committed, very mm. committed to that in the legitimate sense, not in the, the trend sense. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah. And I think with the education awareness, what you're doing right this instance is so important and just getting this information out. I'm learning so much right now. Oh, and, and so I appreciate it. just the, the stark number of how many people in Alberta mm -hmm. experience it is like just being ingrained in my in my brain yeah. right now. And I, I think what I'm getting is like isolation might be a, a heavy part on someone who does experience it. Absolutely. And they might think no one's going to understand, no mm -hmm. one's going to know. But when you give out a stat like that, we're we're four people in here exactly like yeah what someone might have experienced it it's like yeah. the person you're standing beside could understand exactly what you're mm -hmm. going through yeah. and so i appreciate you just raising the awareness right now thank you mm -hmm. yeah and for folks who you know are thinking about reaching out or feeling that they need a little help or maybe just unsure if they do but want to have a chat with someone um a lot of our our team within our sexual assault program obviously um have likely experienced some form of sexual violence herself and that's why they want to do this work it's not easy work so there's 
a reason yeah. um, that all of us are doing it. And yeah, we're very obviously accepting, but um, we, I also want to make it clear, we don't mandate that folks report either. Um, so if someone's coming in and they want to disclose a situation, unless it's regarding a child or a youth, that does need to be reported. But anyone over the age of 18, there's absolutely no requirement to report unless they're feeling ready to do so. Um, and they can still get the supports and services that are needed. Janine with Waypoints in the studio here. We're just going to take another break and then we'll wrap things up. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back. I'm joined with Janine from Waypoints Wood Buffalo here in the studio. We're just uh, catching up on all things sexual violence awareness month. Have, have you noticed any specific population or communities within our region that um, may be vulnerable to, to sexual violence? Yes, um, while sexual violence does affect everyone, and that includes um, men too, because I think a lot of time men and boys are left out of the conversation or seen more as perpetrators, um, which isn't necessarily the case. You know, we really want to engage men and boys as being um, more active in terms of bystanders and also accessing the services. But of course, um, there is research that backs up folks um, from the LGBTQIA plus um, community, as well as indigenous folks, you know, there is May 5th right now um, for missing murdered Indigenous women and two-spirited folks, um, we're well aware that sexual violence affects the Indigenous community much more significantly than it does um, anyone else. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's actually a walk taking place, um, I think, Athabasca Tribal Council um, is putting that on Mm -hmm. on Friday, tomorrow. Um, So, yeah, we will be actively involved in that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to be, how are you working to address the issues Mm -hmm. and it's joining together? Yeah, we join together in the community. We try to attend as many events and support our partners as much as possible. Um, We do a lot of education, so we actually just completed the leadership team at Waypoints. Um, We did a year uh, worth of training in regards to um, anti-racism, a Canadian anti-racism course, and then um, during our leadership meetings, we talk about that, we have conversations, we bring that up. Um, Our executive director, Michelle Taylor, she's very committed to that as well. So even in terms of holidays, um, you know, a lot of um, white folks celebrate certain holidays holidays such as you know Thanksgiving uh, Canada Day that may not be appropriate for everyone and so we've actually been able to take the holidays um, for folks who have different cultures different diversities and if there's a different holiday that they celebrate then we're committed to having them um, take those days to celebrate um, what they need to as well so yeah we're we're really really trying to do a a lot of work and especially being out in our our rural communities really committed to working with the Indigenous folks, um, with leaders, and we never want to come off as we know better than anyone. Um, We're not, you know, we're not the know-it-all experts, Mm -hmm. so we really want to engage folks um, such as within the Indigenous communities and let them be the experts and give us what they need, um, and then have us figure out how we can, how we can support that. No kidding. Like I was saying, wealth of knowledge i absolutely love everything that you're mm-hmm. you're you're telling us today in terms of future goals for yes. waypoints what does waypoints have in mind for ending sexual violence and supporting survivors in the region oh my goodness i think the education piece that i touched about is is really key my hope is that someday everyone will feel very comfortable to talk about the things that have happened to them and um, have folks that commit you know sexual violence held accountable um, one thing i haven't touched upon um, is just the lack of folks who are actually held responsible within the criminal justice system, which is a very, very small portion. Over
over 95% are not held accountable. But yeah, I, I think that it's just really knowing. I think there's so many people that are struggling. And right now we're seeing impacts of obviously the pandemic, but there's a lot of folks experiencing um, mental health challenges, you know, depression, anxiety, things like that. And a lot of it is related to trauma, um, mm-hmm. kind of in the work that I do. I'm a firm believer in that. And so I think a lot of times, you know, we hear, I can't believe I'm experiencing A, B, and C. You know, you feel like that's very individual and specific to you, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's really not. And so we really try to normalize what folks are feeling and understand that if they're able to really reach out for help, then, you know, a lot of those different symptoms are able to actually be reduced or eventually go away um, so that they're feeling much healthier and much more stable. And so I just want people to really know that there is legitimate help out there because I think a lot of times I've been in different roles as a social worker that's my background um, where kind of you're just in emergency situations and you're putting out fires yeah Um, but I can truly say within the sexual assault program at waypoints there is legitimate healing that can take place and folks have completely changed their lives amazing well thank you what's the easiest way to find out about all this information is it your Facebook page is it your website Uh, all of it all of it yeah so our Facebook and Instagram is Waypoints WB if you want to check us out there Um, all of our spam events sexual violence awareness month events are on our Facebook page Um, we do have a website it's waypointswb.ca and then you can always give us a call too Um, we do have a 24-7 sexual trauma support line and that number is 780-791-6700 Anything else we haven't touched on here that you just want to, to, to get out there? No, I think that's great. We just really love to see the community come out um, to some of our events, especially the Family Fun Day. I mean, I think that's kind of an easy one. It's on a Sunday. It's something to do for the kids. They'll have a great time um, and you'll actually get to meet us too. So we would love to see folks come out and support us that way. Gosh, thank you so much for sharing everything today and just enlightening. I know myself and hopefully at least one other person that's listening right now as well. Um, Thank you so much, Janine, Evan, Alex, uh, for taking the time today. Thank you very much for having us. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix103.7.